Welcome to episode 121 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Your numbers are creeping on up there, bud. 121. Uh, let's go ahead and get our stuff out of the way so we can get our guest on. Absolutely. Go ahead, Katie. So our first sponsor <coughs> is Lone Star Reptile Racks. If you're looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit lsreptilracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. We really need to update that because you have so much more than just racks now. Yes, I do. We do. Cages. We need to update this. Tortoise tables. I'll work on it when I get back from camp. Cool. Uh, <laughs> also, our friends over at Wiregrass Exotics, if you're anywhere near Ozark, Alabama, go see our friends at Wiregrass Exotics for your feeder needs and check out their rattlesnakes and all their other reptiles and everything else. If you're anywhere near Georgia, Alabama, Florida, make it over to Ozark. Check them out. Um... I guess I can go ahead and bring our other guest in before I say. Before we bring up our last sponsor. <laughs> go ahead and bring in our guest, which is Mr. Sean Gray of Herb's Reptile Shows. How's it going, Sean? What's up, guys? Let me go ahead and I'll give the rundown of all the shows real quick so everybody has all that. Yeah, I got my brain. I got it. Nothing. I got it. Next show is Longview, Texas, because it's this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then Slidell, July 23rd and 24th, so Slidell, Louisiana. Then the opposite direction to Oklahoma City. July 30th and 31st. Enjoy that drive, Sean. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of the opposite direction again, Corpus Christi, August 13th, 14th. Then back home to Bryan College Station, August 20th and 21st. Then Austin, August 27th and 28th. Conroe, it's September 10th and 11th. And New Orleans, September 17th and 18th. So, all over the place. A lot of shows in Lots August. Yeah, well... The end of summer before school starts, we usually get a pretty good rush at the shows, you know. So, um, and like the Corpus show, like you know, it's hot as shit right now. But like the Corpus show is 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 one of our favorite shows because all the kids are still out of school, so the vendors that are coming bring all their kids. And you, I mean, you, if you guys have been out to the beach party, we do Saturday night after the show. It's it's not as quite not quite as hot on the beach. Obviously, it is you know inland, but. Um, that's, that's, that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Honestly, that's, that's a blast. Everybody just pitches in and, you know, throw, pulls their cars out and we have a bonfire and all the kids are swimming and everybody watches everybody. And it's just a really good time. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the week. That's the weekend between where teachers in our district are in workshops all week and the kids start the next week. So the kids aren't back in school, but the teachers are. Yay. That's bullshit. Yeah. I agree. We shouldn't have school. <laughs> Get rid of school. Bullshit. Oh, also I want to remind everybody for our giveaway this month. Our giveaway this month is a one free year membership to US ARC. All you got to do is go over to our Facebook page and tell us your favorite guests that we've had on since the beginning. It's 121 episodes now. And Sean, Sean's, Sean's, Sean's been up like four of them. there for a lot. Yeah. So you, you oh. go say Sean's your favorite guest. <laughs> he, wasn't, want he, was, he was like, what? He wasn't expecting that. I have that no one. idea. I haven't had a chance to follow any of that, but I'll tell you what, if y'all want me to, I'll, I'll, I'll match it and throw in another year membership. Oh, that's awesome. That'd be cool. cool. Yeah. So cool. right. we'll do so two we'll this year. Two people. Yep. That's cool with me. Uh, I didn't even, I got an email today from us Ark and I forgot to read it about the Lacey. I mean, this is just, uh, I was actually com- pulling that up right now. Tell people to still reach out 
because yeah. uh, now is the time to reach out. They're uh, go, they're in session, I think, right, Robert? We're working on a draft before the 4th of July break. Yeah. How many breaks do they get? Jesus Christ. A lot. They get more breaks than we do. Than teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Says Damn. the third grade teacher who is also doing schoolwork on her computer, even though it's the middle of June. <laughs> I'll, grade your, I'll grade your papers, Katie. <laughs> One of these days, it's going to happen. Oh, it's going to be a lot of one. It's going to be like a color page, and all he has to do is put stickers on the top of all of them. <laughs> I can do that. Everyone I can put some stickers on shit. Everyone gets a sticker. Hey, the third everyone graders freaking love stickers. So do thirty-year-olds. <laughs> so <laughs> this is true. This is true. All right, so yeah. I'm going to take a look at our question for this week, since we got Sean here, Robert came up with this one. Uh, we got a few, I, I was late getting it out there, but we got a few responses, but it was something I kind of also want to focus on on this podcast, which is why I had Sean on. The question was, how has the current economy affected reptile shows for you, and do you still go to buy or just look? So I want to go through a couple of the answers, and then I want to talk with Sean, since he's got first-hand knowledge of how the reptile shows are going. Uh, but let's look. Allison Harris said, I still go to my local show every two to three months for feeders. Other than that, I'm not spending much money on them. Local vendors rarely have animals I'm interested in, and it's just become less it has just become less so as the number of vendors at the show has decreased over the past year. I don't know where her shows are, but our we got plenty of vendors down here. Although we're Texas, we have everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, our buddy Tracy, which I think she yeah she's in the chat. Yeah, she uh, says I go to sell and hopefully make money. I try not to buy stuff, uh, but I know Tracy that's not possible. Uh, <laughs> but if I find a really good deal, I'll buy it if I can. I am much more money conscious now. It feels like most people are. I've been enough shows to get everything I need when I need it, so I don't really go to a show unless I'm vending or helping a friend. Um, that's because, again, Tracy's doing tons of shows now a year. Uh, Danielle Cruz says she definitely asks her friends who are vendors before she goes, uh, before she goes to the show to find out if they have what she needs because she doesn't want to waste her time going to a show if they don't have what she needs. I get that. I, I'm still one of those. I'll go to a show just because it's social, but it's it's tough just to gas money to get to a show at this point. Uh Bryant McDowell said, I just wait until the big shows. He goes to Tinley, to the NIRBC shows, uh, which are good. I We'll talk about the kind of difference between the big shows and the small shows, because there's kind of some tiers to shows. So, but I mean, the big shows are good. They are, they're different. Um, our friend Megan said, the economy has absolutely affected all areas of her life, but especially anything that's not necessary. I'd love to spend more money at Expos, but in reality, I don't need any, another animal, which is not true. Everyone always needs another animal. So uh, she actually made a post the other day about her groceries. Oh, yeah. Um, and I commented and I said, look, groceries have, have become added to the list of things we don't talk about. We don't talk about religion. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about how much gas is to put in my car. And we don't talk about how much money my groceries cost now because it is ridiculous, especially if you have any type of a health issue. Because if you have to eat any type, like we could easily eat pasta and rice at every meal for super cheap, mm-hmm. but our two diabetic selves don't need that. Oh, we're definitely digging into our uh, our venison. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. Backlog. Like we had venison stew for dinner tonight. Yeah, it's 100 degrees outside. We had stew, but it was Yeah, awesome. we, had, we had pot roast last night. So. Yeah. John Grant said we don't talk about Bruno either. Yeah, that's right. We don't talk about Bruno. We got to add him to the list. Uh, our buddy Paul Byfield said... Uh, he visits with people and to do business and pick up supplies and get the fuck out. Yeah, that is true. I've seen Paul. It, he does. He goes in, gets the stuff, and he's gone. I don't yep. know how. I can't do that. I, because oh. if he stays, he'll buy more snakes. That is true. He will. I've seen that happen. So someone in the chat said, 
uh, that you double posted this question, by the way. Well, it got posted on the group, and then I went over and posted it to the Instagram, and I forgot that the Instagram automatically posted over to the Facebook group as well. So, yeah, it got posted twice. Oh, okay. Just make sure you read both comments. I, did, I got both. Oh, okay. Up. No, that's fine. Um, let's see. So, for the person that reminded us, Elana, <laughs> uh, it's slowed down, but I can't really blame any anyone. Times are tough, but I haven't noticed a ton of people selling their animals, so I think, I think there is still hope. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some collections, though, but I don't think it's really ticked up. It's kind of like the same. I saw a post today where someone was like, I'm getting out of the hobby, selling animals. There were seven people in that one comment thread that was like, yeah, I'm selling everything, too. Yeah, if you're interested. You're going to see a lot, oh, a yeah. lot more of that. A whole lot of that. Now, I, I, I will say, I, I think a small portion of that are people that really they really do need that money. But uh, I think another portion of that are, are not real reptile people. Because I, I can't imagine. What do you mean, like real rep? Like, like I can't imagine getting out of reptiles. I can't. I could imagine. I could imagine limiting the collection, but selling everything hundred percent. But I could imagine imagine getting rid of everything. Right. Yeah, no. Because every time I see something new, I'm like, oh, that would be cool in my classroom. Well, just I mean, if you're, if you're a reptile person, I don't know how you could function by not having reptiles. Right. Yeah. Like, seen a lot of people try. It just it's crossed your mind right a couple of times. There have been some. Oh, there have been some low points in our life over the last seventeen years, probably two or three, where you have thought to yourself, and you I've voiced out loud to me, so "What if I. we just got rid of it all?" But then the, my mind goes, low "Well, points. what the fuck would I do if low I got rid of it?" Points in your life, like like the day you married James. No, <laughs> although he did change our vows in the middle of our wedding. I, I made Surprise. sure. I made sure that you couldn't take the snakes. So we're we were on the we were on the end of a pier, and it was just our immediate family. So there were like maybe twelve people down there with us, and everybody else was just kind of off and listening through a loudspeaker. And he threw into our vows. It was like you know, love, honor, cherish, all that good stuff. I don't even know what they are. Um, and and he's like, and you can't do anything with the snakes. And I busted out laughing in the middle That's of our funny. vows. The judge was like, I don't even want to know what that means, and just kept on going. He was like, a judge. It's no legal. You can't have snakes. Clue. Yeah. So in our wedding vows, it says I can't take his snakes from him. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I, I've I, definitely seen a change in the shows lately. Now, I think it, it depends on which show you're talking about. Well, the one person I talked about going to Tenley. NARBC, Tenley, uh, I'm sure like the big Pomona show, those those are their own, own beasts. Those are... Uh, uh, like attraction type shows, everybody plans the whole year to go to that show. So that's mm-hmm. that's different than I'd say like the Herp shows, which are more the local things, and so you're bringing in people every but, three or four months. But uh, but on that that note, we haven't had a Tenley since this has gotten really bad. Like it was yeah. bad when we had that stretch of four shows, but before the big break, we had six weeks off before Lafayette and Conroe. Um, Lafayette and Conroe really 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 felt the pinch and and not from a lafayette didn't so much as from an attendance standpoint conroe did from an attendance standpoint and and a purchasing yes, standpoint and, and so i have several i have several things i'd like to talk about on that on that note um hang on a second you know that but i can see kind of the writing on the wall of where this is going and you know i've talked to a couple other people that have mm-hmm. done shows um, I, you know, I spoke to Malia today about her show that she did in North Richland Hills, and it's pretty much been the same sentiment. So um, I have an interesting take on what you're going to see happen, um, and 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 I'll address some of those those people's comments too. Um, 
you know, whenever you want me to, because a lot of this is going to affect a lot of people. The yeah. biggest issue that you have, these people that are getting out, a lot of those people that are going to be canceling shows that are going to stop vending certain shows and things like that are people that got in mid 2020 who just started. Yep. And in mid 2020, everyone had COVID money and stimulus package and money was falling out of people's pockets at these shows. Uh, COVID was the best and the worst thing that happened to the reptile tr- you know, show thing. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we had to have three months off. It shut us down. We were panicking, but when we came back, it came back really strong. Um, people were spending money on everything they can get their hands on because they were all cooped up. And then the pet stores actually did really well, which we weren't open then, but, you know, I talked to David Spicer quite a lot about that. The pet stores were doing just insane numbers during COVID, um, because people wanted companions. Honestly, they were buying companion pets. They, they couldn't do anything else. So they were, they were panic buying. Everybody was buying everything. And that's where all these uh, extra breeders and, and, and vendors have come from, but they were used to that COVID money. And we're seeing a lot of people who were used to that whenever, you know, people are doing 15 and $20,000 a show at, you know, in the fall of 2020 that now are getting pissed when they're doing two and $3,000 a show. Well, that's pretty much the average norm for somebody who has one or two tables. If you don't have that much on your table, if you're not don't have two or $3,000 worth of inventory on your table. How do you expect to make $10,000 a show? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So we're, we're hearing a lot of that chatter and feedback and we get it, but you know, we're getting a lot of cancellations. A lot of people had issues with Conroe because we had added those, that extra room. But what people don't understand is we added that extra room over a year and a half ago. We added those, you know what I'm saying? We, we booked this venue. We, we book out these shows like two years in advance. So when we're adding extra vendors, hindsight's always 2020. We didn't know this was going to happen. Nobody did. Nobody saw this really coming. Um, and so now it's basically what we see is it's going to naturally level itself out on our front. We're going to have cancellations. We're going to have people that aren't willing to travel as far for these shows as vendor wise. We have a customer base that's not willing to travel. We have people that used to come from New Mexico and Arkansas and Oklahoma and Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, all the way from Florida, other states to come to Conroe. Those people flat out said they just can't, they can't afford to drive there. Yeah. You know, and, and so what you're going to see is you're going to see vendors that are canceling because we're already seeing it. Vendors that are canceling because they don't want to travel as far to these shows because they're, you know, they're, they're not going to be as profitable for them. And what that's going to do is even if there are less customers traveling, if there's less vendors, then the vendors should make money still. Um, and that's what we're trying to find. We, we've always – since we started this show, we've tried to find that balance. What's the good balance? What is what is the right number of vendors to have, the right variety to have based on the attendance at every show, your average attendance, where all the vendors make money but the customers are happy because there's enough variety and there's enough for them to purchase, right? We don't want – 30 extra vendors that come to a show not to make a dime that kills us personally. And that's something that a lot of people don't really believe or understand, but it, I take that shit very personally. And you, people that have been around me long enough to really see how much it frustrates me when someone doesn't do well at a show, understand that I'm not blowing smoke up anyone's ass. Like I'm literally take it personally as I, I failed to do something the right way. And we caught a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, 
jaw flapping and shit about after Conroe. And honestly, the numbers weren't that bad if you look at a normal show. An average show that a promoter, if they, if you want to see real numbers, an average show is between 1,500 and 2,000 people on an average show, right? Some of the larger shows like you know, Pomona and Daytona and Tinley and those, they're, they're pulling ten to 15,000 people on a weekend. Conroe averages six to 7,000 people on a weekend. That's true, legit numbers, right? It was about 3,500. So it was about half of the attendance. Yeah. And a lot of it, a lot of vendors actually did better on Sunday. We had some vendors that came to us and said it was the best show they've ever done. So you, you have to take all of that into, into account. And I'm not the one that you want to tell you had a great show and then turn around and tell the vendor next to you that it was shitty and you're never fucking coming back. Yeah, I hear that because, all the time, unfortunately. Yeah, because if you tell me, hey, I had a bad show, like something's not right, then my job is to figure out a way to fix it. I'm not supposed to just count how many people are coming through the door. And there are other promoters, that's all they fucking care about. Not going to name names, don't want to go into that shit. But that's all that it matters to people. And you guys know that I'm not like that. You guys know personally that yeah. I'm not like that because we've talked about this. And there are, there are a few show promoters that are like that, that they really want their vendors to actually do well because you're, I'm responsible for putting food on people's table. And I've said that so many times, but that's something that I feel. I made a post about this because I talked to so many people and the pinch is on. The economy is in the fucking shitter. We're not there yet, people, but we're, we're but it's getting there. there. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's hard for people right yeah. now. It's very hard. You're talking about the grocery things earlier. You know, we're, we're talking about overhead. We're, we're opening a fucking business in a recession right now, which is crazy, but we didn't see this coming as much. You know, we, you're like, ah, fucking gas prices are up. I'm not going to fucking walk. I have to fucking drive to do shit, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but you're not going to see the people traveling for the luxury expenses that you have before. You're going to see online sales probably go up, but shipping's gone up. Yeah. The cost of fuel for these planes has gone up. The price of a ticket to fly somewhere has gone up. So it's not just relegated to a reptile expo. You're going to see a huge, huge decline and online and we call luxury items, but you're always going to have the breeders are always looking for something extra, right? You're always yeah. going to have those people that are going to go drop five grand with one vendor on, on a bunch of breeder snakes, but your normal everyday pet person is going to be very, very, very reluctant to spend that extra money. I have a, um, you know, we, we, go ahead, Katie. Sorry. I have a friend of mine who, um, she has, she's dogs, uh, but she's actually considering, switching and transitioning them to a more naturalistic diet because it will be yep. cheaper than the specialized yep. dog food that they have to get for them from the vet. So she's been doing all this research lately. Um, and she's actually considering putting both of her dogs on like a, just because it's going to be cheaper than the dog food they've been on their whole life. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. If people are making, they're making sacrifices, but mm -hmm. you know, like, um, I don't know what the future holds. I think that we'll actually power through this and make it. I mean, honestly, we have a business to run. We have multiple businesses to run. And what's crazy is the pet shop had this huge spike this week out of nowhere. So, huge spike. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday was insane. Grand Family Exotics. John said they had a hell of a week last week. Yeah. 
It was nuts last week. I don't know what was in the water, but we could we just broke records last week. They sure we got didn't paid. show up to the show this week. We weekend got paid we last week. So uh, maybe people that get paid bi monthly, they were like, All right, I got my paycheck and now I gotta go get everything I need for my pets. Before I have no more money. Because I, I I mean I have to budget that. Our second paycheck of the month, that's where all of our fun stuff comes from. But that's also where like we go buy all the yeah. dog food for the dogs and we splurge and buy extra vegetables and and yep. the, the specialty things that our animals don't get on a regular basis but they get as well, I mean, treats. things so. in general are just expensive like i had to buy rodents to the, uh for the first time in a few months because i bought a lunch before that but like a large rat now is four dollars and that was cheap like i i priced it through several things and a large rat used to be like two dollars so like it's 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 everything and it does yeah. get expensive and i can see why these people would would get rid of some things in their collection if they're Real reptile people. I mean, I see having to get rid of and make concessions, but like I said, these people that get rid of everything are definitely the ones that came in in 2020 because they had all that money yep. and they saw everybody going, "Oh, this is the best year I've ever had selling reptiles," yep. and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to do this," and then they realize, "I'm going to do it too." Yeah, yep. and then they realize that you know, well, one, they didn't wait the full three years for anything to grow up, so if they're growing up anything, they didn't make it there, and two, they realized that when they bought yep. that one pastel and a normal, and they they weren't going to make a thousand dollars off of each animal. Yep. Yeah. And you're and you're gonna see that through the rest of the summer, at least until the you know mid fall, probably. I don't think you're gonna see any uptick in spending until probably before the holidays. Honestly, I don't think we'll see but, anything until the election. You don't think so? I don't think we'll see anything until midterm election, and wow. and then depending on what happens in the mid. And I did I read? I've been reading all the financial news, all the people who predicted the collapse in 2008 and they're all saying the exact same markers you hear housing prices are through the roof fuel prices yeah. are through the roof well now the the with the especially with the housing market the feds increasing the interest rate mm-hmm. so it's going to crash that market's the market. about to fucking crash yep my in-laws have a house they're getting ready to sell and i keep telling them quit fucking around get yeah. it on the market do it get now. it on the market and Hey, can someone bring me some wine? <laughs> and now they're looking. They, they're probably not going to get it on the market until the Whatever, end of July. And I'm care. like, Ooh. you guys might be sitting on it. They might be. Please, yeah. bartender. Yeah. <laughs> so in our, in our chat, uh, Will McReady said that he would have thought, because we're talking about people making $2,000 in a weekend, uh, would have thought $2,000 is pretty good. So I think that's another thing we have to look at these shows. So like for me, so it's completely, so a show is completely different for me than it is for Robert. Than it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. It is for every every single person. Yeah. Well, like because two thousand dollars in a weekend. Is what is a good show is is completely different for everyone. Yeah, like yeah. I, I mean, I'll say I did two thousand dollars at the North Richland Hill show this week and lost. I said, that's not a good ass. show for you. Yeah, yeah, I I, I got to do a lot more than that to break even. Like yeah, literally, literally, I only have to build two racks for Longview and, this weekend. Now that being said, I only did two hundred and twenty five dollars at the Longview in January because I first show of the year and you know things were just kind of starting after the holidays. So hopefully, well, and it's and like I said, this whole thing is different. If it's a business for somebody, it's different than for me. Like I can go to a show, and as long as I make enough to cover the table, I had a pretty good show because I'm there to hang <laughs> there out. A lot of people that are like that, yeah. But there are a lot of people that stake their whole livelihood on how much they're going to make at these shows. Oh, absolutely, yes. and and that's kind of where it differs for everybody on. Yeah. how this is a how you know all of our economy is affecting everything because this isn't how we make our living i mean i don't even sell no. stuff when i go i normally help out at the front table and mm-hmm. depending on how far the show is it's not even worth that because it doesn't cover the gas and the hotel room exactly so yeah and you've talked to Lori about that exactly because like, now i'm we're, just we're doing trying the to show's pay close. Staff, but yeah if it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense for exactly. people and that's another thing 
a lot of people think I'm going to take it personally if a vendor has to cancel because they just can't make it. They can't afford the gas or whatever. Mm -hmm. Look, we know how bad it is, right? Yeah. So how would I hold that against you? And who as a show promoter would ever do that? Some probably would, but I'm not going to get pissed if you a week before the show say, look, dude, it's just not worth it. I can't, I don't have the inventory to even cover my expenses. So it's not even, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. We don't want your business to fail just because you want to make an appearance or you think you're going to piss us off. We want you guys to come and fucking make money. That's what yeah. it's about. You have to make money. You're building a clientele. You're, you're growing the community. That's what it's really about. And so that's why we, it's kind of why I made that post because I heard all the chattering and stuff. Of course, none of those people ever come to me and talk to me personally. Of course not. And, you know, and there's a lot of people that I consider really close friends that were in that group. And you know what? I don't take it personally either because I know that there, it's frustration. And I know that once it turns around and things are going good and I'm – look, I'm going into every show with a zero fucking dollar amount in my bank account. I'm putting every damn thing we can into these shows. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's the pet shop. It's Lori's shop. I don't give a fuck. I have a job to do, and that's to help the people who bend our shows make a living or make some money and move some animals or make a customer happy. That's my job, right? So besides that shit, I'm – my work ethic hasn't changed. I'm always hustling. I'm always doing something new. I'm always trying something new. It doesn't matter what you put into it right now. It's, it's just a sign of our times. It's, we are basically at the mercy of what's going on with our economy. Yeah. And if people don't see that, if people think that we're just giving up or whatever, that's bullshit because I'm literally putting everything we can. And Lori's opening a shop, right? That girl, we haven't slept from, fucking week probably because we're up working on the show stuff her shop the pet store like yes we have a lot of businesses but we give 100 percent to every single one of those right and anybody that doubts that can kiss my ass honestly because you don't know and you've never been around me long enough to see that's what we do but i'm you know i'm also to the point where i really don't give a shit if people say that shit because if they don't understand how it really works i'm never going to be able to change their mind Whenever a show is fantastic and they make $10,000, they're going to be walking around kissing my ass. I don't want anybody to kiss my ass. I want you to tell me the true numbers. Like, are you doing good or are you doing bad? And there's a lot of people that are like that. They'll tell me, dude, I just didn't do well. It fucking sucked. Like, I'll tell you it that. was slow. I mean, and and, and, and Yeah. And, there, and there's a lot of people that misconstrue that word slow in the reptile industry. A show can be packed with fucking people, right? And no buyers. Yes. Happens a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. And people will say it's slow, and people are like, well, it wasn't slow. It wasn't slow. There's a lot of people. That doesn't matter. What they're saying is it was slow in sales. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. In Conroe, when he told me that he hadn't sold anything by the end of the day Saturday, I was like, okay, yeah. here's the plan. We get paid on Tuesday. I will call Sean and tell him I will send him table payments on Tuesday because yeah. I knew if he didn't sell anything because of how our paychecks fall – he wasn't going to be able to make a table payment. So, like, I had a well, backup plan also, ready. <laughs> but you also know that I would have been like, okay, whatever the fuck, y'all. You yeah. know, whatever. I don't care. That's not what it, yeah, it's about to me. I, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. And that's why you guys are good friends. That's why <laughs> I love y'all and respect y'all is because you actually care. But you guys know that I'm not going to be hounding somebody. Trust me. There's a lot of people that have come to me and said that. And I'm the first one to say, whenever. I don't care. I, I really, 
I don't want you not to feed your kids. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there are people that like, that's not what this is about. If, if, if you didn't do well at a show, regardless of the situation, I don't want you to have to worry about that and stress about that with me as a promoter, you know, because at the end of the day, I still love you guys. I still am friends with you guys. I've been on the other side of the table. And so I don't want somebody to feel pressured to feel like they can't come to me and tell me, okay, this was great or this was bad. That's what I want. I, I can work with, with true feedback, right? Like true criticism of what's going wrong. And there are quite a few people that actually come to me all the time and say, look, this has happened. This has happened. This has happened. And I do whatever I can. Uh-huh. There and got it. So our buddy, Jason Milorovich, uh oh, Sorry. said that uh, he's talking about people coming to a reptile show, having a very busy show, but not selling a lot and referring to that as the, the petting zoo type yeah. of show. I refer to it as the zoo type of show. Um, which those shows can be and can be can be good and can be bad. Uh, you know, we did a show. It wasn't a herp show, but we did a show recently where it was it was that it was a lot of people there to see stuff. And the ones that did really well were the resellers who had you know cheap first time pets, people that could buy stuff on a, on a whim. Um, and so those shows are going to work great for them. It's going to look great. But whereas you have someone who's dealing in high end stuff, is probably not going to do that well at a show. Because people aren't coming to them, so it just it just it shows are different. It depends on the show, the time of year. It depends yeah. on so much stuff on how it's going to go for oh, somebody. I mean, Robert yeah. even said like he has done great at Longview, and then like this past January, it was like, what happened to this show? Yep. Like it. You just never know depends. from show to show. You yeah. never know. And, and yeah. as a vendor, you never know. I've done some of the biggest shows and sold zero animals and done small shows and done three, $4,000 in leopard geckos in a day. So it, it, it happens, you know, and it, there's I some always shows that I always my do job well. to bring them. Yeah, there are, but it's, it, there's always people that also say they always do well. That is true. Yeah. There, I've seen those people. There's well, I've seen Robert go to a people, show not expecting to do well and then leave with like six grand. And then well, like, for me, yeah. you know, La, yeah. Lafayette, you know, uh, the first time I went to that venue, I'm like, I ain't gonna sell shit here, and I fucking yeah. <laughs> had my best show ever the first time. And yeah. then Conroe beat it the next weekend last year, and it was probably it was probably cash heavy too in yeah. Louisiana. Beaumont has yeah. been a great show for me. Unfortunately, it wasn't for anybody else. Yeah. Um, Beaumont has been a fantastic show for me. Yeah, but yeah. you know, what's well, also I think Charles Lake, will Lake be Charles, too. I think Lake Charles is going to surprise you guys. Yeah, I do too. Um, well, that's that also another thing. Show. Depending on what you sell, like I, I talked to to Bart at Conroe. You know. Rodent guys yep. are always going to do great at shows, so they're not—they're probably not the best measuring stick for how a show went. Talking to a rodent guy, because even if someone's not buying snakes, they're buying snake food. They have to buy feeders, yep. Right, and and racks can sometimes fall into that. Someone goes out and they buy. Someone's getting they rid can. of their collection, but maybe not selling the racks, so they need to buy a set of racks for the whole new collection of snakes they bought. Um, and so that's kind of an up or down one. You know, it's hard to compare dry goods sometimes to live animal sales. You want to make it over there? I don't know, dude. I think it's hurting. Oh. But I, I think uh, it's going to be it's gonna be rough. And, yeah. and people just have to but, deal with but it. But here's the thing about us, though. We will make it through this shit because yes. we all take care of each other. That's right. Like, that's the one thing that's different. And it always has been. We will help take care of each other. If somebody is in that kind of dire straits, someone in this community will step up and help them. 
And there's a lot of people that won't swallow their pride enough, but we all end up hearing about the shit and we take care of each other. And that's the difference in how we do things. And it always has been, and it always will be the same way. We will make sure that everybody's taken care of. Now, I, like I said, I foresee a lot of cancellations in the future. We've already gotten them. We've gotten a ton the I mean, past week. I had to cancel Longview just because Katie's driving up to West Virginia and then back yeah, to Alabama. Right. And it's a lot of gas. And I was like, that well. Happened. I'm going to be gone for like yeah. almost four weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's stuff that we, you know, you have to live your life. It's not, it shouldn't revolve around this, but some people it does, you know, and, and there's still people that want to add more shows. And we're like, no, we want to take some shows out. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and we want to shrink the size. Uh, yeah. We want to shrink the size of vendors. We don't, we, we don't want or need as many vendors as we do in certain shows. Now we're kind of in the hard spot of like, so who do we tell we don't have a spot for, you know, and that's, but that's naturally right now. It's naturally resolving itself because we're getting enough cancellations and we're not adding people back. So we're trying to get to that balance point again. And that's just adapting and overcoming the situation at, at hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, we want we want to make sure that everybody comes. Of course, in a perfect world, everybody would sell out and and, and make a million dollars at every show. It's just never going to happen, and never never will. Doesn't matter how big the show is. There yeah. are people that do Daytona and Tenley and Pomona that don't do worth a shit. Yeah, you know. So I, I've talked to those year. people, and they go back every year uh, because there's always a chance that you're going to hit a home run, and that's what people are chasing. You know, and so you, I think that there's a lot of people that will give up really quickly. And that's fine. I understand if you can't do it and you want to go back to doing whatever you were doing before, we understand that completely. But that doesn't mean that whenever it starts getting really good for everyone, that you're going to have a red carpet rolled out to you to come back right away. Like you can't jump in front of everyone just because you've been to shows years ago. You know what I'm saying? And we have a lot of people that feel that way. Oh, I didn't vend for like three years. Now I want to come back and vend. I should be able to jump the line. No. There are people who have been there and doing this and grinding and and putting up with the ups and downs for two or three years ahead of you, and you're going to have to wait your turn, you know? And it's hard to tell people that. It really is because we want everybody there, you know? So Yeah, people have to understand there's, there's a waiting list. It just is, and it's any show. So I've, I, what drives yeah. me nuts is when people want to complain something about your show. That is a standard for any show. It, it's the way anything works. I mean, it's not – I mean – you could be the one that goes, you know what? Sure, let's let in the gutter salesman and the uh, – what's that little mm-hmm. vacuum, rainbow vacuum salesman? Like, yeah. You yeah. could be that person, but you're not. So no, yeah, you never will be. You know, people complained about there being a lot of vendors at Conroe. But there were a lot of reptile vendors. They weren't – no one was trying to sell you a set of knives. Yeah. And there were, and there were a lot of vendors. But again, like I said, that vendor list started almost yeah. two years ago. When the economy was great and everybody was making money and there were so many people in the main room that vendors were getting passed over and weren't selling shit because there were too many people in the ballroom. So adding that extra room and only adding 20 vendors at that time seemed like a good idea because it was vendors that we had had before. Honestly, we had some new ones, but it seemed like the growth of that show had gotten to a point where adding new vendors wouldn't hurt the bottom line of everyone who had been doing that show, right? And in, in fact, using that as a marketing tool is saying, hey, we've added even more vendors would seem to draw more people because we're adding more variety. Correct? Yeah. But that was two years ago. Those people were booked. We had waiting list of 50 something vendors on the waiting list when we opened the doors. 
we had people showing up that thought they were on the list that were not on the vendor li- vendor list at all. And I just, I, there were people that drove for hours and I'm like, I'm not going to tell them no and turn them away. I can't, I don't have the heart to. So I made space for people, you know, so softy, softy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, just, I, I, you know, I, I feel bad for that, but at the same time, you know, it, it was, it was very clearly communicated that they were on the waiting list, but some people, it, shit happens, right? I so, mean, it's also very clearly communicated when people uh, are supposed to show up places well, and we oh yeah. call them on Saturday morning from the front register like, hey, where are you? Yeah, where the fuck are you? <laughs> There's a few help. of them that I we know. I make those phone calls. It's not if, fun. If it's like, if it's like 9.15 on a Saturday morning and there's like two or three vendors that I know that aren't there, I'm like, ah, they'll be here like in Jared. 20, 30 minutes. It'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Jared. Jared. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, I, I, I know that I know that things are, are are taking a turn for the worst and getting bad. But like I said, we we're trying to find the balance and we're trying to actually keep this going the way it's going. And I'm still spending a shit ton of money on advertising. Um, that's just not going to change. And we're you know like even for Longview, like um, you know Debbie and Bryce at SMS, they. Um, I left them a bunch of signs of the last Longview show so they could put out, but they wanted signs that they could put outside the loop, like all over Longview and Tyler. So I shipped out a bunch of signs to them to put out that have like the date and the location. So it just, just doesn't say reptile show this weekend. It has the date and, and the location. So they're, they posted them all over Longview and probably Tyler. I don't know where they put them all. They, they, they have a bunch of them. So we're trying different things. Obviously we're trying to, and everybody's like, why don't you go back to radio and why don't you do this and the flyers and shit and all that. None of that stuff ever made a really big difference for us. The social media marketing has always been where the best ROI is. That's where I can target the right people to come to the show. I'm not just doing a nationwide ad with whoever fucking sees it can come. I'm actually using keywords and targeting practices to get the people who are interested in reptiles and animals that are should spend money. The problem is those people are coming in and they don't have the extra income to spend right now. So well, maybe the next show, maybe the next show, you know, we'll see. And that's, and it's important to get the folks that want it, that are reptile people in there. But sometimes I think it's also important just to get general public, like large numbers of general public. Oh, Cause they, they will turn into reptile people. Right. If you look at, if you look at, yeah. So if you look at my, my square numbers, I can actually go back and look at my reports and dig down and see my returning customers for one show. And the new customers for one show, right? And so returning, say just the last Conroe show, returning customers was about 65%. But we still had that extra 35% that had never been to one of our shows ever before. Yeah. So of course we want that that market to grow. And of course we want that, you, you want that repeat business, but you want new faces because they're going to be reptile people. Even if they don't buy something this show, they may in the next one or the next one or the next one. You know, so... It's, it's part of it. You have to like, that's the numbers and shit that I, every morning when I get up in the morning, that's all the shit that I go through. Plus the ad results from the previous day and tweaking the pictures. If this picture is getting more likes or it's getting, you know, this video is getting more likes or more response. That's stuff that I'm constantly doing throughout the day, but nobody ever sees that shit. They, you know, they want to talk shit and say, Oh, they're opening up a pet store. They're all there. It always, when I opened the pet store, everybody was like, Oh, the fucking shows are going to suck. Now he's doing a pet store. Now Lori's shop. Everybody wants to talk shit. Oh, it's because of that. No, 
It's because you're sitting on your fucking phone when there's 10 customers sitting in front of your fucking table. Get off your fucking phone and talk to people. Yep. That's the problem. You're, you're hitting Done. a period now where you have to sell your animals. Which uh, is how it used to be yeah. regardless. Yes. You're, yeah. Your, your animals are not going to sell themselves anymore because oh. you've, you, you have to talk people out of the money that they are humming and awing yes. whether they should spend it or not. And people are used to that 2020 money. They don't, they didn't do, they didn't see the 2018 shit. They didn't see the 2016, 2017 shit. When you had to talk to every customer, I was walking through crowds, handing motherfuckers geckos, like literally handing people geckos saying, Hey, come check out my table and bring me my gecko. Like literally just to get them to our tables. Like that's the shit that we did. Like you have to sell your animals. Yeah, And there's too many people that have rested on their laurels because people were throwing money at them. They would rather sit on their phones and bitch and complain and moan. And those are the people that they cancel. Oh, fucking well, you cancel. As long as I have a vendor there that's actually engaged with customers, that's giving them the right information, that has healthy animals, that's the people that I want. People that are going to stick through this, you know? That's the people that are going to make it too, you know? So Will McReady said as an, an attendee at, at – uh, Conroe, the only thing that got him was not knowing there was another room. And sometimes that's hard because you make the announcements throughout the day, but if they're not there when you make it or if they're not listening, because look, I've been here. Here's the thing. Every single customer that walked through the door got a map that showed that extra room. Well, you had fucking whiteboards showing more vendors. (laughs) But Uh, Uh, as a teacher and educator, I would like to state for the fact that no one reads. reads Yeah, that's that's any sign you put out there. Well, and we told we told every customer (laughs) that walked through the door, every single customer that walked through the door, that there was an extra room. And you know what I heard? Because I went there. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I heard? I heard some of the vendors inside getting mad because we were telling people there was another room. Really. Jesus. Yeah. See now, uh, and, but th- this, we can't be adult. But this is a problem, though. This no, whole no, other no, room I, is. I, no, I, it's not I, our only I'm a herpes problem. I, like I, I went to, we were at Tinley in 2019, and they had they had just done another room, and it was a problem there too. Because because okay. the problem is people get into a uh, get blinders on, right? Let, let me say though, yeah. that the herp show that's a better idea. But you know, the I know shit out of that side room, but and they, they did not. At but they get blinders on, and they go into that main yep. room, and they do their loop for two hours, three hours. Yeah. And then their mindset is leave and they forget that no, someone told – and it's just a thing yeah, that happens. They do. They do. They forget. Now, and we, we made announcements, but you know, also in the, at the when we had the whole Trump fiasco thing where we had to do the one-day oh. show, there were 6,500 people in one day. Like that's a lot of people for mm-hmm. any yes. show, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm. that was the only respite they had. They had to go in that other room because it was so packed in there. And we've done educational since we started in that room. So Conroe's the thing. I'm just telling you. And there were some people in that room that did really well. This I mean, literally this past show, they did they killed it in that room. So the traffic was lack of traffic. It was honestly for the situation that we were in. There was too many vendors. It was. It was too many vendors. But again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. We had no fucking clue this was going to happen. This shit's been booked for two years. Fucking get over it. We have to move on. We have to adapt and overcome. Like fucking grown ass people and figure out what to do next as a group. I've seen more shares for the Longview show this week, which just makes me happy because there are a lot of people who bitch and complain about it, but do not a one fucking thing to help themselves. Nobody wants to share. Nobody wants to promote. Nobody. It's all my job, right? Mm. Which I do take that personally. I, I take that on my, on my shoulders, 100%. But get out there sharing your groups 
talk to people, tell people there's a show coming on. There are certain vendors that always do it every fucking show, but it's like five. It's literally like five out of the thousands of vendors that we've talked to and had at our shows. There's like five vendors that you know before a show they're going to share in all their groups and all their pages on their personal and business page that they have a show coming up this weekend. And those are the vendors that actually do the best out of all those people. Well, that's so people have to look at it is if, if it's a, if this is a business for you, if you're not me, who's just like bringing a few snakes and if I sell them, cool. If this is a business for you, yes, you're going to a show and the show promoter's job is to promote the show, but you've got to think of it's a business. Every business has operating expenses, such as uh, advertising expenses. You can need to advertise yourself. You you can't look at it as I'm going to the show and they're going to do all the work and I'm going to sell stuff there. You've got to look at it as, as if you are the individual going to this place and you've got to drum yep. up a customer base. So whenever, whenever I've ended shows, before I even did Herbs, I did when, – when Facebook started doing the paid advertising, I was doing paid ads myself. I was advertising more than any promoter out there that I was doing their show. I wanted people to come to my table. I did paid fucking ads – and it was only a few hundred bucks, but it made a huge difference because I had people walking in looking for me. And that's how they knew about the show is because, hey, I saw you're at. So that was the honest, the, the whole onus of taking on, okay, well, we can use Facebook advertising to actually promote shows. But there was so much vendor pushback in the beginning. It's like, that's your fucking job. That's your fucking job. How is it not all of our jobs? How is it not yeah. every single person that's going to be at that show? Why is it not your responsibility to just fucking make a Facebook post and say, hey, look, I'm going to be here this weekend. I want people to come to the show. Help. Be part of the fucking solution, not part of the problem. Oh, it's so much easier now than like when I first got in the hobby in the, in the early 2000s. Like Facebook wasn't a thing. The ability just to send out free posts about what you're going to have at a location wasn't a thing. Sean, is the, the food truck going to be there this weekend? Hell yeah, it's gonna be there. Right. <laughs> let, me edit, let me edit my post real quick. <laughs> Shit. What's it called? Yeah, um, several people have already called us a message making sure that the gourmet grilled cheese will be there. You remember the name of the business? They are their some business? of the sweetest people. They're amazing. Huh? They really you remember the are. name of the business? Streetlicious. Streetlicious. You'll have to eat one yeah. for me. On some Saturday, the, I will be almost to West Virginia. They literally are some of the nicest people in the world. I love them. I love their family. They, they've they taken care of us from the beginning. They're amazing people. They have amazing food. And yeah, we, we'll never have a show there that's not that they're not there. They love coming to the show. I mean, they, what other show do you have where you seriously get a menu handed to you and then you text them and they, they bring, bring your food to, to your you. table? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're great people. So, I'm gonna get fat this weekend. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're seeing the, the other thing that drives me nuts at a show is a vendor who has a bad show, a bad show. Not they yeah. haven't. Not every time it's been there, it's been bad, but a bad show, and they go, "I'm not Just doing the show. Yeah. I'm not doing the show again. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yep. I'm we get that like, a lot. Yeah, I'm like, see ya. I'm like, yeah, the you didn't sell stuff this time, but you'll sell stuff next time. I mean, it, it's again. I'll, I don't think a lot of people take into consideration what they're selling. Also, they think they have a table full of reptiles. They should make the same as that, the other version of the table full Does of reptiles. Yeah. yeah. So John Grant saying without charging fifteen percent for delivery. So at the show this weekend in North Richland Hills, it's like a um, hockey. It's like two hockey rinks, volleyball courts. We're in one of the hockey rinks, but they put uh, astroturf down, like panels down over. Yeah. And. Uh, Attached to it is an Italian restaurant. It's in the venue, and it's you're only allowed to get food from there or the 
one of the concession oh, stands. But it's like Can someone pour me some wine? 200 feet to the Italian restaurant, and if they had to bring it to you, they charge you 15%. 15% to bring it to you in the venue. Yeah, Malia ordered food. They charged they, they 15%? Charge her like, yeah, they charged her like $10 to bring her her, her lunch. No. What the fuck? I'm like, uh, we'll just walk down I mean, there and get did- our food. I mean, we deal with that shit with a lot of the venues, like especially New Orleans. They're really bad about it because they have a contract, which I understand. They have a contract, right? Hang on, I got to get a beer. <laughs> they have a contract with their their catering person. Connor is the same way. They have a contract with them. We can't use anybody outside. Lafayette, Gina comes in and cooks amazing red beans and rice and gumbo and shit like that. I love so, Lafayette. You know, it's like the wild, wild west. Do whatever the fuck you want this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> but yeah, that that's something you have to deal with. The charging fifteen percent just to bring your food in—that's that's, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. But we got into it with New Orleans one time about the Halloween candy. That was fucking crazy. But we got over that. <laughs> they didn't want us to bring in Halloween candy for the vendors. Jeez. Ugh. But again, you have to deal with. Like I heard in Daytona, it's the same way. You can't you can't walk in with a water bottle, nothing, because they have a contract. I get it. I understand that completely. A lot of people don't. They bitch at me about it. Like, I'm not making a fucking dime off concessions. There are people right, that still right. think I make money off concessions. I have nothing to fucking do with any of that. <laughs> I just in fact, I, at the Stafford show, I had to pay that bitch. I hate that the way that works, and, and I get I get the contract. Like they they have to do it, but like yep. if someone's a vendor, understand they're gonna be there for eight hours that day. Don't expect them to have to go to your concessions. But leave them alone if they want to have a cooler of sodas. And and usually that's the case. Yeah. Now it's gotten a lot more lax lately. You know, you, you've seen a big change in that where we've bitched too much. Well, we also caught one of the you know the New Orleans um, vendors up at the counter ordering Subway. Can't bring any outside food, but they ordered Subway through DoorDash, and we busted them and threw a huge fit about that. But that was a few <laughs> years ago. So. Oh, one of the people that was working the, the yeah uh, the con- concessions. Yeah, you yeah. Know it would be different. If their food was good, but that food yeah, at the I jumped is is fucking horrible. Sorry, yeah, it's horrible at the yeah. New Orleans. So, the New Orleans, I haven't yeah. been to New Orleans in a it's, while. It's, it, it's pretty bad. Yeah, look, Lori's <laughs> like, are you talking about the New Orleans venue? <laughs> yeah. So that's why there's certain venues that are are way more lax. Um, Longview's one of them. That's a pretty laid back venue. Yeah, but if we go to New Orleans, it's just so we can eat bacon at. 1 a.m. They don't do that wine. shit anymore. <gasps> what? what? No, they stopped doing. They stopped doing half hour bacon. So, so it's yeah. Well, we were in there talking to. We were in there talking to um, Mark, the, the highlight the, the of my there. night. And they honestly, the staff that they would have to have to make just the bacon. Oh, I believe it. They can't afford it. Yeah. Like they went down to like they're only open like Thursday through Sunday now from like Aww. 5 p.m. to 10. And they don't do the happy hour. They don't do the bacon happy hour. They don't do. They don't even have the fucking goat cheese cheesecake anymore. Where is that at? It's That's at that bar in New Orleans. New Orleans. Great by New Orleans. We yeah. we went. It was like one in the morning when we went so there. So I did discover yeah. at New Orleans across the highway at that gas station has like a full ass restaurant in there. Oh, yeah. And it's all Cajun food. Best and that place shit you're going to get food. Yeah. In Where there's like 10 locals with their curlers and their, <laughs> like their <laughs> nightgown yeah, still on waiting in line to get food. That's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I had already eaten breakfast and no. I'm like, mm, I'm going to get something and see what no, it's Grapevine, like. Grapevine Orleans did bacon happy hour from four to six and 10 to midnight every night. So you go in and order a drink, and they serve you a fucking basket of bacon. It's yes. beautiful. It was bar. amazing. 
because let me did you not you go something. with this, Robert? Do you yeah. know how many glasses uh, of wine you can drink as long as you're eating bacon and not ever feel the wine? It's beautiful. A lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and they're and it's not fucking shitty bacon. They're good, good bacon. bacon. The, yeah. food there, the food's fantastic there, and it's but good yeah, wine. they don't. <laughs> and yeah, that's why Lori went all the time because they have really good wine there. But yeah, it's it's funny how each area has been different and it's been affected. But I think uh, I think we'll 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 get through it. Honestly, I mean, we fuck. I mean, it's. We, I, I trust me. I've seen. I've been through a lot worse than this. A lot of people haven't. The gas prices. I don't think anybody's ever seen anything like that shit before. But again, what are we going to fucking do? Walk? Like we really have to figure yeah. out other ways. You know, like people weren't used to budgeting after during COVID. You know, they were like, "Oh fuck it, it's just extra money." I never got any stimulus money, so I, I guess I'm kind of looking at it from a different perspective. Is at that point I was budgeting even more. I was trying to figure out, okay, well, all these people are getting all this extra money. I'm not getting a fucking extra dime. I didn't get a stimulus. I didn't get a loan. I didn't get shit, right? So what am I going to do with the money that I am not making for three months, right? So I had to budget more, and it probably helped me a lot, honestly, right now. Well, and, and like I said, ga- gas is it's expensive. It's, it's almost $5 a gallon here. It's, it's over $5 in some areas. You know, It costs now $100 more to drive to something that it didn't before. So – there exactly. goes that that extra money people had to buy stuff, and so yeah, it's gonna be rough for a while. And yep. I think uh, if anybody's having issues, online sales. You're gonna have to do some online sales then to try and 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 make it up. And then, uh, if, but if, shipping 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 is going up. Yeah, shipping yeah. is about to make a huge. There's going to be a huge hike in shipping costs because <clears throat> the fuel prices for these planes are going way the fuck up. Yeah. So you're going to see. Uh, uh, we've already seen it. We, you know, our normal shipping prices have gone from forty five dollars to fifty dollars overnight to seventy five to one hundred dollars overnight for you know a six by six by seven package now. So you're, you're going to see a huge spike in that too. And people are still, they're still, like I think the online sales are going to increase a little, but I don't think it's going to be a mass exodus because people still don't have the extra income to spend. Like we had so many people bitching and complaining, saying that they could uh, vendors that they're they're walking around with a four or five hundred dollar animal under their arm, but they can't afford a forty dollar fucking thermostat. Like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense to me. So it's kind of well, that's how reptile that's, people are. Though, I'm you gonna know? say that's that makes, the animal and figure that shit out. That's not even always a money thing. That's just uh, why would I pay that much for this when you, you know. you, but. It's really not, but you've seen a lot more. It's more prevalent right now. Yeah. You, 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 we're hearing a lot more of that. So, um, again, like last week was an anomaly in the, at the pet store, and 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 where we're at in Bryan College Station is kind of insulated from outside influences based on the economy because of the university and how much money there are there is in this area. So we never really saw a huge slump in sales. Product getting product was a lot harder. Um, but last week, like I said, was an anomaly. It was it was like, you know, it was really good, strong numbers. And it was the, the store has been busy. Like even today was really busy. Even if it's a lot of small transactions, there's a lot of people that are still shopping. But <clears throat> as far as just that extra liquid income, you just don't have it, enough of it right now. You're like you said, groceries, everything's going. Everything is going up. Everything yeah. is going up. And there's no extra money coming in. There's no, there, there's nothing coming from our government, obviously. 
to to help with this. Um, that's just how it is, and it's going to be rough. Like I said, you know, Robert thinks till mid election, and I I think before the holidays, people that that could be another thing too, is people are saving. You know, and that's the smart thing to do. Honestly, I'm I'm a show promoter. I want people to come spend money with the vendors, but a lot of people are saving and they're being a lot more diligent with their money and how they're spending it. And, and that's the smart thing to do. But I think by naturally, like I said, the natural aspect of slowing are not having as many vendors at the shows where the, the dollar spent per vendor is spread more evenly helps everyone out. So I'm not telling everyone to go cancel shows, but we don't, we're not going to be pissed if, there's a situation where you're like, I, I can't drive to fucking Corpus, John fucking Grant. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, they have a family thing going on. But, uh, you know, that doesn't bother us. We, want, we don't want you to go in the hole. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think we'll make it through it. I honestly do. I'm, I'm always positive. I'm a, I'm a forever optimist. But I'm also a realist in some cases. And in, in this case, I know that it can't stay like this forever because there won't be anything left. <laughs> So something's got to give. But well, historically, the summer shows are not usually as good as the fall shows in general. They're not. They're not. So, yeah, we, I mean, I can go back and look at numbers from the every June Conroe show since we started, you know, in 2015. And I can tell you that the numbers are always a little less during the summer shows. Hey. That also has to do with availability of animals. Yeah. Because during tax season from January through May, people have fucking tax money normally and everything gets bought up in those and the vendors don't have the inventory to you know cover the demand of the supply right right so you see a lot of that shit but your dry goods and things like that you really don't see a huge decline but there always is a dip in june um and a lot of that also has to do with families going out of town on vacation and things like that but i, I think there's less vacations this summer obviously but um Again, it's, it's all cyclical, and, and this is kind of how it was in 2018. And in the early 2000s, whenever you know people were doing this shit, you see these declines always, but we always bounce back, and we always come back stronger, and the people who stick with it build their companies even bigger. So that's what we're banking on. Um, yep. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to lay off. I'm not going to stop spending as much money. I, I don't care if I have to go to every show with negative in my bank account. If that's what it takes to get, you know, everybody where they need to be, that's what we're going to do. I would say, so my small two cents on people that if they're having a rough time selling animals, this or that, don't breed as many this year. Understand that it's going to be rough for a little while. Yep. You need to understand, you need to plan for the future. We always talk about people planning what they're going to breed, what they're going to do this. Yep. If, if you normally breed, I don't know, 10 females, breed five this year, yeah. right? And and sell or, those five. Or plan on holding back what you have for next year. Yeah. There's, mean, so, there's so many resources that you can go and talk to people. And like when we were breeding leopard geckos, we, we could pretty much follow the cycle to a T. We knew when people were going to jump into leopard geckos and start wholesaling $10 leopard geckos and just completely fl flush the market. And so we, we prepared for that. And, you know, like the, Six months before that, we weren't breeding as much, but we also knew that those people were going to burn out, get out, sell their collections. We'd buy those up cheap with, you know, if we needed the genetics that were in those collections, and then we'd scale our breeding back up so that whenever all these people jumped out, we were one of the very few that stayed in 
and we could actually increase our prices and go with the supply and demand kind of chain thing. So everything in, in reptiles is all a cycle. It's a cyclical thing. And if you follow those trends and you talk to the right people and you get a mentor, do, you know, do talk to, there's a lot of people that say all oh, this old timer bullshit. Go fucking talk to those old timers. Those yeah. fuckers know what the fuck's going on. They've what been doing, doing it for 30, 40, 40 fucking years. Listen to them. Yeah, Listen hold, to what they have to say. Hold back your babies till it's not baby season. You know, everybody's selling in the yeah. spring. All right. Well, have shit ready at the end of summer when, yeah. when people are like, they don't have anything else. So I just, did some, out. Yeah. I just yeah. did some quick checking right now. So FedEx, this just talking about shipping prices. FedEx primary plane they fly is the Airbus A300. It holds about 68,150 liters of fuel. Right now, it costs them $147,000 to fill that plane up. Oh, my Jesus. God. In January, it was only about 60000 to fill that plane up. Yeah. And so this you time can last see the year, it was about 40000 to fill it up. So they're over triple their cost, oh. almost quadruple their what? cost right now. Hi, oh, Lori. Lori. <laughs> She's like, what is happening? Hold on. <laughs> What do you think is happening? <laughs> Lori's she drinking. Her, That's crazy. She needs her little flip change color. Octopus. Oh, the octopus that shattered for. When I oh, saw, yeah. when I green saw and purple that thing, I was like, oh my God. First of all, it's Herb's colors. I was like, and she can turn it and she can be on the happy face if she's in a good mood. So Sunday morning, it's on the upset. Face if she's in a bad yeah, mood. Yeah, it was on the pissed off face Sunday morning. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but actually, the last time we in Lafayette, though, not on Conroe. Conroe, she got lit. But Lafayette, she slept for like 14 hours. We yes. just, we ate a shit ton of crab. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so what, what we didn't talk about because I wasn't in Conroe is we we, I, took that whole ice chest of crab, like a whole bushel, back to my mom. And then and ate half of it I didn't that eat night. half of it. My mom did bitch a lot because I did. I, she was like, why are all these legs empty, Katie? And I'm like, well, if I crack it and there's meat on it, I'm eating it before I give it to you. We, I, I ate crab I went for through four the, hours at yeah. night. Oh, I went through the whole thing. It took us almost three hours to process everything and bag it and get it ready for my mom's freezer. When I tell you, not only were my hands like cut open, like as bad as yours were that night, mine were on fire. Like they burned. I was like icing them and and covering them. Speaking of of food, when when Robert was talking about the uh, gas station across from New Orleans, Paul commented, Paul commented that every gas station in Louisiana smells like a kitchen on an offshore diving boat. <laughs> I miss that so much. You know, God, I, I miss that. You miss that. that no, is, but you can buy you can you can buy vodka at church. I mean, so I mean, in Louisiana, preschools. So. I mean, it's everywhere. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, here we have a lot of a, a lot of taquerias in our gas stations, and yeah, I discovered that the little bunny stop by my shop has. And the, gas the lady station, speaks no English. So oh yeah, it's, the gas station down the road from my school because we get to leave at lunch as long as we can be back in the thirty minutes. And yeah. I'll drive down there and I point to what I want and hold up how many fingers, how many tacos I want. And now I haven't been able to eat it yeah. since week before last because the little gas station on the, the corner down the street sucks, from us at the beat at the bead store mm-hmm. has evidently some of the best barbecue. They had badass breakfast tacos. Was it you, Katie, that had the breakfast tacos there? No, I oh, didn't have my those. Aunt. Oh. So the little gas station right down the street from my house, they have a little kitchen counter in there and they have a little seating, but on Fridays they do barbecue and they have some, they have really, really good barbecue. They make their own beef and pork sausage, but they have breakfast tacos there. And my aunt came through and got some one day and she went back and ordered like six dozen fucking breakfast tacos and took them home and froze them. 
so that she could always <laughs> yeah no, that gas station go. looks like it has See. good food that gas station looks like when you walk in yeah. it's nothing but a concrete floor there's like three old guys sitting at a table the all morning on the corner yeah 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 by the food store uh, they have legit. legit food. It looks like you could also they're like actually, buy crickets there if you wanted to. Yeah. They're, they're making they're making the cornbread for our Texas boards here at the Tips Trinket. Nice. Oh, cool. Next yeah. next yep. time I'm in North Texas, I have to go buy um, all subs and buy all their frozen burritos because I love them, and we don't ever get to oh, go God. up there anymore. And we had all we had all subs by our house in Lake Dallas, and oh, well, that's what God. Lori wanted all the time is those fucking burritos. I freaking love those things. Supposedly you put oh. them in the air fryer, and they're amazing. So uh, I can't wait. I tried that. So let's uh, talk about shows. Let's talk about some positives. What are some things that you think people could start doing? It's since it's getting a little rough. So things they could do besides advertising, we all know if they could advertise, but things that they could do. To help themselves, because you got a lot. Of, there are still some people coming new, coming into the hobby and, and starting to do shows, and this is kind of a rough yeah. time to be new in the hobby and start doing shows. But what are some things if they don't know any better that they could do to help themselves? Make yourself stand out. So have a pre- have a presence. Like I started vending with a queen sheet and deli cups, right? And I quickly learned that. People will stop at your table if something looks interesting. So you want to draw people to your table. In in a sea of vendors, do something different. Do something that sets you apart from everyone else. Quality animals is is one, but you have to get them to come to your table, right? Yeah. Stand up. Don't Don't sit on your ass and play with your phone. Be engaged with every customer. When we were vending, Lori sat behind the table. And I, w- I was in front of the table, and she would get so pissed at me because I would stand in front of the table and literally talk to every single person that walked by. Draw them in. You have to do something that's going to set you apart, and that's one of those things. People have gotten lazy. So use that to your advantage. If you're a new vendor and you're competing with someone that has been in this for a long time that has gotten lazy and disenfranchised with it, fucking do something different. Mm-hmm. Like show your stuff. Like make sure that you're visible. Make sure that you're known. Make sure that you have a presence, right? The banners are great, but everybody sees the sea of banners. Like you have to have a clean professional table. It doesn't have yes. to have ARS racks and all that shit. You don't have to spend all this crazy money. Even when we were deli cups, everything was organized in, in males and females and price. And it was all like perfectly aligned. Don't and that's clutter. just how we work. I can't stand seeing tables that are so much clutter that you can't figure out. What's and, and there's, and there's a lot of people that can say pros and cons of that clutter. If you're looking at a table, there are some people that just won't fucking take the time. But there are some people that will look through every fucking animal if it looks cluttered because they're looking for something. So there's 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 a thousand ways to set up your table. But if you set yourself apart from everyone else and you make sure that you're engaging with every single person, it doesn't matter if they walk up and say, I'm not here to buy anything. I just want to hold animals. Then fucking let them hold a goddamn animal. Because chances are if they have a good experience with you when they are ready to buy, who are they going to come back to? They're going to come back to you. You never know how much money that person has or will, is willing to spend on an animal. Robert has seen that with racks because I've seen people walk know. up to Robert to buy racks. And I'm like, this person ain't got shit. And then they walk away with like $2,000 worth of racks. One of my best customers ever selling leopard geckos. This dude walked in and I was doing Repticon shows at the time. He came in with suspenders with one of them down and no shirt underneath and fucking muddy rubber boots. But that motherfucker loved leopard geckos, and he spent a shit ton of money with him. But I actually took the time to talk to him and engage him and and befriend him. And he came back to my table every damn time, but nobody would give him half the time of day. Just don't don't 
judge a book by its cover. Like every single person is a potential customer that walks by your booth. And, and like I'm saying, it's a long, long haul. It's a fucking marathon, not a sprint. Those people will remember that if you are kind to them and if you show interest in them and you, and you want to educate them, they will come back and buy from you. And the they will is, be some of your best customers. In Louisiana and in Beaumont and in Conroe a little, but not as much. You've got to be really careful about not judging people because you've got yep. all that oil money. Mm-hmm. And yep. you, offshore guys. you have an <laughs> offshore guy come in on a weekend and they're going to walk in in some raggedy looking clothes because yep. they are doing that on purpose. They yep. purposefully, I have a, I 100%. have a, I have a family member who like runs a rig offshore and he will, yeah. but he has more money than God. And I'm telling you, he will purposefully walk somewhere looking as raggedy as possible because if they treat yep. him bad, they will never get a dime of his money. And, and that's the way that a lot of years. things are. Yeah. Yeah, like walked but, on, I think it was BMW maybe. His wife wanted a new car and he had the cash to pay for it outright. And he had literally just gotten off the helicopter and he was like, come on, let's go. We're going to get your car. Walked to the lot. It was one of the little sports cars. I don't remember what it was. And they were like, you can't afford anything on this lot. And he was like, all right. Yep. And he came back like three hours later with the sports car from the other lot. And he was like, by the way, I paid cash. I used to sell cars. And I was in Houston, the South Loop, at Russell and Smith Ford. And if anybody's from Houston is on the South 16 Loop, it's probably still there. It is. But I was, I was very, very new. And my general sales manager was a friend of mine from, I worked at Bob Pagan Ford in Galveston and went up there. And this guy rode his bike onto the lot. Not even shitting you. Rode his bike on the lot. And one of the sales managers says, go up this guy. That up means go talk to the guy and talk to him, right? So he said, go up this guy. It was raining. I remember this like it's yesterday. And I go up and start talking to the guy. And he'd been on the lot for like three weeks, driving around, and nobody had talked to him. This dude had $85,000 in a fucking shoebox in the back of this bike <laughs> and bought a brand-new Eddie Bauer Expedition. Nice. Full price, whole nine yards. Full sticker, didn't care. I was the only person that talked to him. And I'll, that that moment right there is what set me to say, okay, I can't judge anybody. But I'll never judge anybody like that. But as a salesperson, that's your job to sell people. That's your biggest downfall is if you prejudge someone walking to your table. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if you see someone walking by and they're kind of eyeing your stuff, fucking call them. Say something stupid. Y'all saw y'all heard me yell hot geckos and stupid shit like that. Like, you know how much such shit I've sold for vendors doing stupid shit like that just well, to get people's Jason attention? Jason Miloradovich just said he's found that it helps to open up some of those quiet customers by engaging them in conversation not related to what's on your table. So compliment not their related. earrings yeah, or ab- shirt or something. Absolutely. absolutely. Jason is spot on. Talk about what they're wearing. Talk about, you know, whatever. So when I went through Fucking sales training, when I went through sales training recently – that's one of the things they tell you when you pull up to the driveway. Look at the back of the car and see if there's stickers. Look and see if they have my kid plays in band. My kid is in something. Yep. When you walk up to the front door, it's an icebreaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it helps them from it because you're going to, like, if you're doing in house sales, you spend the first hour, you don't even talk about your product. No. You're, you're just setting the groundwork. People, people yeah. have gotten lazy and, and they've become money collectors instead of salespeople. You have this. Your job is to sell that person. Now, can you turn down sales? Absolutely. We've done it a lot. 
I'm not saying just fucking take their money and run. Yeah. If they're not educated enough, don't fucking sell it to them because you're going to ruin their whole experience of being yeah, a reptile there, person. There was a vendor like, this weekend selling sulcatas. Selling sulcatas, telling the customers. I've never seen him at one of your shows. Telling the customers to go over to Andy and them and buy a 10 gallon tank with an underpad heater. And that's what they need. I heard about that. Actually, that's that what Millie and I talked tips. about. Yeah. Malia and I talked about that today. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I mean, and even Russ Gurley was there telling him. Yeah. That he, Russ Gurley oh, would spend time right with him. him. To try to educate him. And the guy was like, oh, that's old school shit. Well, that's <laughs> the fucking people that we don't need vending. Yeah. We don't need them. Who? Yeah. What the fuck does that's Russ Gurley know? actually called me. That's why Malia called me. She goes, I'm just giving you a heads up. This I'm like, well, he'll never vend one of our shows because I don't want to deal with that shit. Right. I'm not going to fucking let that shit fly. The, because he, the customer told one of Andy's guys that and Andy heard it. And he was like, don't sell them that tank. They're going to kill that. They're going to kill that. So caught if you put it in there, do yep. not sell them that. Yep. Who I, told you that? So, of course, Andy goes over to the guy and yeah, I can't stand folks yeah. to give incorrect information. So like we did, we did a show, not a herp show and someone selling boas told, cause in Houston, you can't sell anything that gets over eight foot. Right. right? Yep. And so they were selling boas that we all know can get eight foot or more. Cause they can. And berms and retics <laughs> and monitors. But, but and- the, this person told the customer said our boas, don't get more than six foot. Okay. She was not selling dwarf boas. She was selling Colombian morphs. These things all can get eight foot. I've owned yeah, things like common boas, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you've now ruined that person because they're going to get the snake and you know, they're going to feed it way more than they should. Cause that's how that fucking works. And it's going to end up being nine foot and they're going to wonder what the fuck they have. And yeah. it's just, that kind of stuff drives me nuts. You know? So I, I was selling rainbow boas and I'm not going to sell a rainbow bow to just anybody because it's not a, it's not a ball python, right? It's not a corn snake. It's, there's a little more to it. So like someone goes, they just, they just want to hold a snake. I'm like, I'm going to tell them this may bite you. Like I want them to know because I'm not going to be like, Oh no, I'm going to try to sell this thing to you. Well, you're obviously wearing gloves at the time because you're a pussy. So I didn't wear any in Conroe, by the way. I actually did not wear gloves. I didn't didn't wear any in Conroe. I saw you put gloves on. I called you out in Conroe. At the very beginning. But the rest of the weekend, whenever Uh I took them out and handled them. Yeah. No. I didn't wear a single glove. John, John Grant and I were both. John saw it. John was yeah. like, dude, he's not wearing gloves. And I'm like, I did not. James I never saw gloves. that. So it didn't happen. A single person messaged me to tell me that. I didn't. I handled it. I, handled, Katie, I, was I didn't see it. It didn't happen. <laughs> I handled rainbow bows all weekend and didn't give it. I slept the whole weekend. Like a normal fucking person. Like an eight-year-old boy would do. Yeah, I don't care. I'll still wear them at home. I don't care. I'm talking about James wearing fucking gloves. Pussy. <laughs> The glo- unfortunately, the gloves do not help with full-grown boas. I've got a full-grown boa last night that I had to take out and clean, and she uh, she did not like oh, it. She's in quarantine in our closet, and Joe and I. Oh, I were, know which one you're talking about. Joe, <laughs> Joe and I were reading our book, and the dog Millie, our bigger dog, was on the corner of the bed, and she just got real interested in what was going on in the closet because you hear lots of cussing and you hear stuff getting knocked over. She like I go to get her out, and she's. <laughs> The dog didn't move, but she was very intrigued. So she's like, she's like seven foot, a little over seven foot. I go to grab her and she just grabs the water bottle, then yanks it across the cage. So water fucking goes everywhere. Yeah. And then I finally get her out and it's just seven foot of pissed off boa. And I'm trying to get her in a tub. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I got her in there. She was not. Joe and I were laughing on the bed. We were. This is the one that I I got in Conroe. And the first person I went to was, uh, was, was John Grant. Cause I wanted John Grant to hold it. Cause I knew that. If someone was going to get bit, it would be John, not me. Did it bite him? No, it, it tried. It definitely tried. It struck at him and he got out of the way. Yeah. DNT hey. retakes. I do wear gloves and I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, teeth hurt. I have a question. What? Are Has anyone the- ever peed on the podcast? No. I said, are we in the bathroom with you? Oh this God. is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is all, all new. Oh 
my god! I, I won't like you know stand down or anything, but uh, I can't help it. We appreciate <laughs> that. Oh, look at a fancy bathroom! Look at a fancy bathroom! Yes, but it does not have a picture from Dumb and Dumber, so it's not as good as your bathroom at your shop. No, it's not as good as my at the pet store. No, you yeah, know what you need instead of the Dumb and Dumber one at this one. You need the the dad from Friday with the can in there. They have the uh, oh, they have god. that one. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. Yeah, I need to do that. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's not a lot of bathrooms you can go into and find a poster of uh someone shitting. And an axolotl. Yeah, it's a great bathroom. Axolotl. It's a great bathroom. That's our axolotl room. It's a, I love it. It's the axolotl room. That's our quarantine room for axolotls. <laughs> so, yeah, one of the things I think, because uh, someone posted recently about uh, what would they need for setting up and vending. Uh, one thing that drives me nuts are busy tablecloths. Like some people what? have busy tablecloths. Like they'll, they'll get a fabric they like. That it's a great fabric. It's it's very snake related or whatever. It's very busy. But the problem is once you make it a tablecloth and then you put all your stuff on it, things kind of disappear. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's very hard to see there. So that's another thing. I'm like nice and clean. Also, if you are selling, I, I'm guilty of this. So I go to a show and like a lot of people, I don't want ball pythons. So if I see ball pythons, I'll keep walking because I assume the table has them. So if you have something other than the normal things. Make sure it's very prevalent. Make sure people can see it when they're doing their yep. little walk by and their scan so that they don't just walk by. Because you'll see people like go through a show, leave, and then post online. I didn't see yada, yada, yada at a show. So I was like, I, I had them on my table. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do that. We, we get a lot of complaints about that. We've even had complaints about people um, not having supplies and tanks and no <laughs> racks, no cages. Robert's right at the front of Conroe and someone goes, we I didn't see you. Supplies. Yeah. yeah. We had someone that seriously said, I can't find any racks. I'm like, I was standing by him at the front door. I go, dude, right there. Like, yeah, I literally pointed at Robert. First and said, thing you walk in. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just how people are. They don't pay attention. So, holy shit, it looks like we're actually going to get some rain. It, it, it rained here today. Here. Did it? Yeah. Oh, it when I got to Pasadena this morning, you know, I got I woke up. It was at, 107 here yesterday. It sucked. I woke up uh, at about 6.30 this morning and went to get out of bed and had such ver- bad vertigo. I ended up on the other side of the bedroom holding on to the wall. Yikes. And I made my way back to the bed and laid there for like two hours before I could finally get it to slow down enough that I could get up and go to the bathroom and get dressed. And then it was probably another hour before I could drive. Damn. <laughs> and, um, I, but in the meantime, I got to Pasadena around 10 and it was... Everything was wet over there. So I was like, really? oh, cool, it rained. But it rained, it Sorry, rained right saw, around you. Saw, thousand degrees. I just saw some of the comments, and Tracy said, show the weird faucet. You have a weird faucet. <laughs> There's a weird so faucet in there? faucet, it took us a while. Our faucet in our in the bathrooms at Lori's shop, they have the Dyson dryers in the actual faucet I've part. seen those. Yeah, they're yeah. weird. It's super weird because you're like, what the fuck does this faucet have wings for? And then you realize that it has a little just a little diagram that shows if you ran your hands under it, it's a Dyson air dryer. So interesting. But it was I, I was going to use it, Tracy, but it was really fucking loud. So <laughs> Jason Milorovich said, "I'm excited about the newbies getting out of the hobby, so I can grow my ball python collection." Uh, no, <laughs> no. Move over, Sam Boas. Um, Love Jason. I miss I miss you, Jason. <laughs> he needs to move to Texas. He does need to move to Texas. We've told him over and I over again. I know he needs to move to Texas. Jason's, Jason's, or if you don't know who Jason is, I mean, you've seen him on the podcast before, but like Jason and his, uh, I can't remember, is Aiden is, what's his son's name? God dang it. Can't remember. Dude, I do good to uh, remember Jason, my what's kid's your son's name? name. I know he's got two of them. Three of them? Two of them. Two, his, three. His son is really cool. Shit, I'm his, sorry, his, his little boy is awesome. 
No, Jason's little boy is awesome. He was wearing a Herp shirt and shit running around one of the shows and stuff. And uh, But Jason's one of the good guys in the business, and he has some amazing animals. So, so here's why. He I, I'm proud Texas. to call him a friend, but I just miss him. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. So Because right now in Denver, Colorado, it's 75 degrees. Fuck Jason. 75? Yeah. Yes, but he's going Somebody told me it was 105 in Wisconsin or some shit today. I, don't know. I think they're Wisconsin. all going to die. I think Wisconsin just got wiped off the map. Uh, and in Bryan, Texas right now, it is 95, but it feels like 102. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yes, it's fucking hot. It's 76 where I'm going in West Virginia this weekend, and the low tonight oh. is 67. Fuck you, too. I think oh, the high on heaven. Sunday in Longview, Glorious. real temperature is supposed to be 104. But it'll be Maybe we should brutal. reenact the whole water balloon thing in Longview so I can get hit with water balloons again because <laughs> that was amazing. Ugh. So uh, I'm going to try not to do any spoilers, but we went and saw Jurassic World today. Yeah. It was so fun. And it was awesome. I've seen people post online, several people post online that it was not good. But those people were just wrong. Uh, oh, sorry, it's only going to be 102. Oh, 102? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, I've heard yeah. mixed reviews on it, so... It was great. If you are a Jurassic Park fan, I think you will really Ivan. enjoy it. Ivan's the one that's always with him. Yeah. Jason's son, Ivan. I should have known that. It's a Russian... Three. I knew it was three. I Russian first name for the Russian last name. Fucking Russians. Ivan, Drake, and Lincoln. Is somebody going to get more alcohol? Yeah, John Grant. <laughs> oh, yeah. John Grant sent us out this morning. He, he took a screenshot of the temperature in Ghana... Where ball pythons come from and the temperature where he's yeah. at in Oklahoma. And it was hotter in Oklahoma today than it was in Damn. Ghana. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, look, it's Lori. Hi. Ha- having fun testing, out, an hour testing out wine. It's fun. It goes These fast. are not my wines. These are extras. Extras. Because I cannot drink my wines because it's product. And Sean says I have to count all the shit from TABC. Yep. He's very strict about that. Yep. Those, those are laws. laws. Laws are kind of important. Yeah. Laws are kind of important, especially with TABC. Yes. You let us have to take the dog toy. That was a big step. <laughs> I got to take one dog oh, toy home. Hold on. Hold on. I got to show you. Oh, you. You have a dog section? You're on a snake section? Where are the snake toys? The dog- we started working on the doggy boutique. Hang on. Show you. How many people are you going to trick into eating specialty dog biscuits? It's going to happen, right? So we have a guy that actually makes puppy pretzels. We been at a farmer's market, and he makes his all-natural like dog treats. But So this is the doggy boutique. It's starting to come together. Is that a TV in there? Nice. Yeah, it's a TV in there. I'm going to put doggy so videos. Play, play the, so it's the, actually looking really good. Play the, uh, what was it, the pup, the pup bowl, pupper bowl? What is it? The, the one, puppy bowl? The puppy no. bowl. Yeah, so we have all like the shampoos and shit, and then toys, and this is her bougie barkery boutique. Bougie barkery boutique. I want her to say that in about an hour after another bottle of wine. (laughs) There's Eddie. Say hi, Eddie. Hey, Eddie. Hey, Eddie. (laughs) How are you doing? So yeah, we're we're we've been up here working on shit like constantly. So doing and running errands and doing more shit and building more shit and we actually have our first keg in now speed we have our mm. tbc license now which is badass That's so awesome. <gasps> jason miller out of it said it's been jumping into the high 80s here fuck you jason you know what though uh, he's, he's gotta deal with snow yeah and but I you don't, know don't. you know what jason yeah it gets like fucking negative 20 and shit so fuck that shit <laughs> yeah I'm, i'll take it all day long the cold i will take it over this all day long yeah we can take clothes off here 
Yeah, but see, until the thing, we get arrested. I mean, we can take it off until we get arrested. But the but, thing is, I can jump in my yeah. car and still drive somewhere while enjoying the air conditioning versus having to go out, shovel my driveway, drive on the snow, not have someone hit me. Yeah, I just. Mm. Tracy, Eddie was off today, so he's uh, Ani works for Lori now. So Eddie was up here. I guess he's up here drinking, probably. So we went to a uh, an educational snake talk thing today at our library. Um, it 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 was. It, it was fine. It was painful for me. I could have done so much better. I could have done so much better. It's very difficult <laughs> when that's what you did for a living for seven years. Like when you're used to being the person to get up and do the programs, and that's how you Listen, made your living for seven it. years. When you watch someone who's significantly older than you are <laughs> they, do the program. They were old. And, and and the and moment we were thirty uh, minutes in before we ever saw an animal, like all well, she did was but, talk. But she didn't do any. Minutes. She didn't do an animal program. She talked, and then she Especially let people go. In the wrong store. She let people go visit the folks with Tracy the animals. Renee, the t-shirt girl, t-shirt Tracy, t-shirt the girl that came into the t-shirt. Sorry, I'm talking to Eddie. <laughs> but it, it pained me the moment she went she to say the the, the coral snake rhyme. I was like, please don't say it. Please don't say it. And she did. Oh God, no, not the coral snake and the rhyme. Whole Rooms. They all recited it with her. Like, no. I was like, we literally live in a place where they're melanistic. Cringing. And I I would have jumped up with my phone or my my tablet and been like, look at these fucking things. (laughs) That's what I was like. Aberrant patterns and colors. I was waiting for the message to come through. Well, James just got kicked out. (laughs) Well, then she's like, (laughs) and then she's like, the way to. I was worried Josephine was going to get kicked out because at one point she looked at me and started mouthing off about the program and she was not quiet about it. And I said, the next time you open your mouth, we're gone. Because I was trying to. I wonder where she gets. That from. We were trying to listen to music in the uh, assembly room, and it was tied to my phone. And finally, I'm like, I give up because I <laughs> yeah. think you and Megan texted about 200 oh, we times. Yes. Well, she so then she's talking about how to identify venomous snakes. So she does the coral snake, and then she does the cotton mouth. She goes, well, well, there's many different colors. The cotton mouth is not always black. Okay, hold on, I wrote this down. Hold on, I wrote it down. It, I wrote it down because I didn't want to say it wrong. Because I'm like, okay, it hurt me inside to be silent. You know. Did you know? This is coming from their. This is coming from their presentation, not us. This is not how I would tell people how to identify. Did you know nine times out of ten a fat snake is a venomous one? (laughs) 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 I thought a lot of of people with obese fucking boas and ball pythons have venomous snakes because I thought she was going to shoot lasers. She was like, if you see if you see a snake in the wild and it's fat, it's it's a venomous, most likely a venomous one. I'm like. I've seen a lot of fat water snakes, and I've seen a lot Female of skinny copperheads. Well, I'm just thinking like a native. Just, I mean, there are skinny copperheads. Like that is not a very good. Like yeah. it's. Oh, it was. It hurt. It just hurt. And uh, but yeah, the kids had fun, and there was they got to see some stuff. They got to see a speckled king snake and a hog nose and alligators and box turtles. And cool. but I was thinking I could have done so much better, and <laughs> I can go home and just see cool stuff. I think Joe could have yep. done better. Uh, but it was cool to see a lot of kids there and parents bringing their kids to see reptiles and not afraid of it. Uh, she just texted me from downstairs. OMG, there were so many things I wanted to say. <laughs> but like all these angry face emojis. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Let you go. She can't hear you. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh. She can see it, though. She'll watch it later. Got she will. Joe, sure. said hi. She's not on there. Don't <laughs> Lori say, where's Joe? <laughs> so. She uh, said no, hi. she's not on. She said hi. She's downstairs building Lego. She's downstairs building Legos. Oh, Travis posted a, a cartoon this weekend, uh, this week on our <coughs> Facebook page that Katie actually got 
He was great. I never understand the memes he posts because I, I don't know what they're talking about. But I got this one. So it's, it's a guy and he walks up to the guy and goes, hey, you're a bird person, right? And he goes, yeah, why? He goes, check out this new wine opener. It's a duck with a corkscrew coming out of the bottom of a duck. And for those that don't know the, those that don't know the anatomy of a duck, a duck yeah. penis is shaped like a corkscrew. Yes, yes I understood. With spikes. Was, with spikes. Glorious. I was like, hey, I get this. Spiky corkscrew. What? Are you talking shit? Come <laughs> on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, something fun that I, I, well, it's not really fun, uh, but something I want to bring up. So I've been doing summer reading all summer. I do this every summer, but I read a book the other day called memoirs of a tortoise. And I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. If you have recently lost anyone in your life, do not read this book. Just don't do it. <laughs> the book it's, it's beautifully illustrated. It is a children's book and it is, basically an 80 year old tortoise who loses his pet human because his human his human ike comes to his garden every day and he laughs and tells joke and he says you know here fetch this stick oliver and throws a stick and then the tortoise laughs and then the human laughs because tortoises don't shed sticks I know. It's so cute. And then like Oliver decides I'm going to make Ike laugh tomorrow and I'm going to fetch the stick. But then Oliver doesn't come back. What's oh, fucked up? It really oh, is. Oliver that's doesn't come back. So then Oliver or Ike doesn't come back. The human. And then then the tortoise realizes that people are coming to the house. And he's like, something must have happened to my to my human. So he's all sad. So he actually travels 10 gardens away where his mother lives, which I thought this was really this is the part that got me. Because he goes to his mom for advice. His mom's like 137 years old or something like that, and he's like, "But why why do our pets not live as long as we do?" And she's like, "You have to remember the good times that you had with your pet." And at this point, I'm like bawling my eyes out. My child had read the book before me. And she's like, you're not going to cry. You'll be fine. No, our child liar, is heartless. Liar. <laughs> but like, I'm talking like uncontrollably I'm that book now. Why are all their point. Why, why are wine glasses up here for? So, but I'm not going to tell you how it ends because it's super, super no, sweet. No, well, we already know it sucks already. <laughs> yeah, but the ending is really sweet and it, it's perfect. So going back to our, our fat snakes, Jason Milorodovich has learned that he's now a venomous snake. <laughs> Yeah, Malia. Oh, Malia's on. I love Hi, Malia. Him. We were just talking shit about you, Malia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh-uh. No, we weren't really. Okay, we're Mama Malia. Yeah, we're oh, I didn't tell y'all when I got to the shop today. I walk Our in the, just the office side, and it's like this heat just hits me, like the door had been left open or something. No. The batteries on my thermostat were out, so the AC wasn't oh, working. Oh. And it was eighty-nine degrees in there. Fuck! It never oh. did get down today below eighty. When I replaced the batteries, it was that shit happened this winter in Kona's barn. The fuck? Are you still there? I lost you. Yeah, I, I can hear you, but I can't see you. Okay, because our yeah, power we're having like a brownout or something. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Okay. I don't know. Well, we had that shit happen where the batteries went out in the in the Wi-Fi thermostat in Kona's, and it said it was like thirty-two degrees in her barn, and I lost my shit. Oh. And I wasn't home, so the girls went out and checked and said, "No, it's like." 75 degrees out here, and this was like, it was like 30 degrees outside. So, oh, that's terrifying. Freaked me the fuck out. But I guess it defaults to 32 degrees, of course, when the batteries die. So one thing we didn't talk about um, at the beginning of the – so I, 
I had COVID and I, it was, I, I've like lost a whole week and a half of my life. Like it's just, the summer is not the time for that to happen. But anyways, I had a pretty crappy birthday cause I was stuck by myself in my bedroom. Like I couldn't even like go buy a cake. Uh, but I had a really awesome birthday surprise when James came home <laughs> and I finally got a leopard tortoise. Thanks Sean yep. for that. I know. So I named it Georgia. Happy I'm so excited. Oh, cool. Yes, because leopard tortoises are found in the savannas of Africa. And when I think of Savannah, yep. I think of Georgia. So I named it That's Georgia. If it ends name. up being a boy, it's going to be George. So I've already got it planned. The sucker climbs like crazy we have found this sucker tipped over at he least three times keeps climbing the cork bark and then tipping over so like john, john grant thought he was gonna leopard, have to leopard tortoises leopard tortoises when they're little suck at flipping over it's awful they do. i'm like dude hey, get robert. shit together yeah. robert what? check the temperature in brian right now <laughs> did it go down like 30 fucking degrees look at that shit i was about to say maybe you will get rain Start blowing like crazy. Oh, it feels so yeah, good right now. Still, it still says 95, but it shows this big dip coming right, right, like any time now. Oh, yeah. That's it's cool. hitting me. It feels amazing. <laughs> Literally, the temperature dropped like 30 degrees outside. Oh, it feels so good. Oh. There's Lori again. Oh, God, it's Lori. Lori says I'm done. Are you done? She says I'm done. Where'd my beer go? I think we're done. I don't I don't have anything. I think I'm good. I think we're done. We can go find food. Ooh, food does sound good. Yeah, I gotta eat pizza. We ordered pizza. Oh yeah. no, that sounds horrible. Oh, uh, we've been working though, so it's like we've been left <laughs> off pizza the past James couple of days. Every day of the there's week. some really good there's some really good pizza places in downtown Brian, so we just like order it it's and go around the corner and pick Zelensky. it up real quick. So yeah, they just put it on that's Audible, awesome. so I've already Oh, that's cool. We yeah. just finished off the pizza rolls in the freezer. So, uh, so Robert just found the. We're gonna take a break. I'm Audible now has the Snake Charmer, which is the book about uh, uh, Joe Joe Slowinski. Joe, Joe Slowinski, the one that I have that. I have that book. I don't think I have it. I need it. I have to get it. Katie, have you read the Lizard King? Loved it. I read it on our anniversary, actually. Oh, yeah. Like when, like our original, you, like our honeymoon, like yeah. when we got married. Have you I read, read the, the Invisible? Have you read the Invisible no. Arc? I have not read that one. Oh. You have to. Everyone, everyone fucking needs to read that book. Lizard King was interesting because she read it on our honeymoon, which was going to the Daytona Expo. So yeah. we're, as we're at the Expo, so she's I'm like, wait like, a minute. Wait I know this I person that name and this book, person. And I just read that name in my book. So like, I should have taken my book to Florida with me and gone to Tom's and had him sign it. <laughs> but uh, but definitely read The Invisible Ark. Oh. Everyone needs to read The Invisible Ark. I've heard. I don't care who you I've are. I've had a lot of people tell me about that one. I have probably 10 or 15 signed copies from... Tracy and Dave. All right, hold on, pause. Uh, Jason Milleradovich, you're wrong. Shut the fuck up. Wow. He, doesn't he, doesn't eat pizza he said he doesn't eat pizza. All? It's one of the worst foods in his opinion. Then he can, has, well, he's in Colorado, so he hasn't had like, good pizza. Whatever you That's want true. on your pizza. All right, so let me tell thing. you, there is a place. There is a place in Old Colorado, uh, Old Colorado Springs, and it's called, hey, Lord, what, Lori, what's the place called in, in Old Colorado Springs? That pizza place. 420 Blaze or something like that. <laughs> that sounds like Colorado. Well, no, listen. That, that 420 Slice. The story behind that is they, they're from Texas. And they, they like imported an Italian brick oven. And they moved to Colorado because their daughter has epilepsy. And they oh, used yeah. medical oh. marijuana to help her. So they named it after that. That is some of the best pizza I've had in a long – In Colorado, that's one definitely one of the best pizza places. But 420 Slice, 
definitely if you're in Colorado Springs, go to Old Colorado, try it out. It's fan fucking tastic. I'm excited because I get a calzone tomorrow night. We're eating oh, yeah. the calzones right now. I have calzones got delivered. Night. Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. Okay. We we have an Italian place here that I freaking love. Mm-hmm. Joe's Italian and Conroe. Oh, oh my God. And Sean, Robert they, knows about <laughs> they did remodel the whole outside and they took the dividing wall down on the inside. So you're, it's one big room now. See, we were in there and it never looked, it didn't look different to me. So they used to have that wall we that, separate, that separated that little back room. And you could, oh, they, in the very back corner. Because yeah, we talked about it and then we went and ate there and I'm like, it's. It's not completely different inside, but that little wall is definitely no, gone. I never even noticed. Now you say outside, that, I do. The whole outside, they reskinned it with those stack yeah. stone, and I just love yeah. there's a Joe's Italian in Conroe and a Joe's Italian in Slidell, not related, and they're yep. both really right. good. I found not one really. in North Richland Hills this weekend. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I didn't go there. But. Anything named Joe's Italian, just try it. What, baby? Jason said he hates marinara sauce. When I've had it Mexican what? style with beans and sauce, that's not marinara sauce. Putting beans. Ben Storman. I'm getting sorry. We're talking about cheese. We tasted a lot of cheese today. I I don't think Jason's taste buds work. I think that's the problem. Oh, that just sounds horrible. Anyways, uh, anybody else got anything? We're good? Everybody? We mentioned everything? Robert, got anything to add? Any stupid people from this week on Facebook? Longview this fucking weekend. Everybody come out. Everybody fucking share that shit. Get a grilled cheese with. Get a fucking grilled cheese. Get mac a peanut cheese. butter bacon grilled cheese. There's also a, a, what is it, the mac and cheese and barbecue? Isn't it mac and cheese and barbecue? Yes, the, pulled, and pork, pulled, pork. the pulled pork oh. mac and cheese grilled cheese. I get those two. Jason Miller yeah. said pizza crust with well, beans and salsa. We, when I go to um, when I go to uh, <laughs> CC's, I eat their Alfredo with spinach. That's like I'll, that's 90% favorite. of what I eat. I do like their Alfredo. I like when the I buffalo order, chicken. When I order pizza from Domino's, I like to get Alfredo sauce, and I like to get their Philly steak with extra cheese and spinach. Can I have a piece of that calzone? <laughs> okay. So, yes, everyone go out to Longview. Um, yep. Buy a rack, a snake, something, a grilled cheese sandwich. Eat a grilled cheese sandwich for me. Grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, don't forget our giveaway over on our Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page. All you have to do is tell us your favorite guest. 121 episodes. Pick a guest. Just go write Sean's name. He's again. He's been on like four, five, six, seventeen times. So go write his name. But you'll be entered in for. And I'm gonna match it. So remember to add that. Yes, I'm I will. gonna add another year membership. So there okay. will be two winners. So two people will get a year long membership. And again, if you have a membership, we'll add on to it. You'll get an extra year. We'll take care of that. But yep. all you gotta do is go tell us your favorite guests that we've had on in the last three years now two years i've been on here way too many um i think that's it anybody else we're good we're gone we'll be back next week katie will not be back next week katie will be gone for like three weeks and then we're taking a week off in july while your parents are here we need to go to a show and record some i guess at some point there's not one the show for a week and (laughs) the people who don't pay anything to listen to this show can deal with it that's true it'll be okay right so, all right. Thanks, Sean. For, oh, if you need a rack. Or we could just I'll, have your dad on here. <gasps> oh, God. Yes! We have, he'll be <laughs> in the house. Do it. We got to have Sam on the podcast. Fuck, that Do would it. be brilliant. We He's may. probably going to hate me for that. We'll see you this weekend. <laughs> uh, LS Reptile Racks. If you need a reptile rack, get it pre-ordered for a show, and it'll be there ready for you when you get there. Um, if you need to get a hold of us, it is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. We'll be back next week. 
Thank everybody for listening. And love you guys. Bye. Love you. Love you. See you this weekend. And good night. <laughs>